Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Today, we are looking at the assessment tool, the Enneagram. It is a system that includes nine different personality types. Through a series of questions, patterns emerge so you can see yourself more clearly, how you navigate the world, and how you feel about it. The one we like is your EnneagramCoach.com. It can be a useful tool to help you understand the why of who you are. What I like about theirs was it breaks down the nine types by percentages according to how you answered. We have all nine types within us. Some are simply more dominant than others. We're looking at the Enneagram. Hillary and I have our results and are ready to dive in. But first, our rapid fire questions round four from Elster. I know I I didn't send these to her in advance, so it's really off the cuff. So I'm going to give it to her and then I'm going to quickly take it for myself. That's really the only way to do this at this at this time. Okay, now I again I didn't write these. Virtue or sin? Uh, sin because you won't learn. <laughs> Such a good reason. Sourdough or wheat? Sourdough. <laughs> Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Panda. <laughs> Are lifeguards attractive? Yes. They save lives. <laughs> Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Because <laughs> you can relate. I to love to tired. sleep. I know. Yeah. Would you want to live forever? No. Yeah. What's for dinner tonight? Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what is, but there's something in there. <laughs> How many pull-ups can you do in a row? I mean... Since I don't work out, probably four. (laughs) That's pretty good. Favorite type of tea? Peach. Peach. Okay. Are reindeers real creatures? Yes. They might not be able to fly, but they're totally real. (laughs) Say something in an Asian language. I have no idea. I, 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 I'm sorry, rapid fire, but you jumped. Yeah, I was trying to think of something from like Karate Kid. Yeah, but I also don't want to be like inappropriate to a race. So I don't want to yes. make a joke of it. So oh, no, I, no, no. I didn't yeah. know. I did not. No, and I know you didn't yet. mean that, but I didn't <laughs> okay. want to say something like. All no. right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Do you respect Kanye West? Again, I did not write these questions. Yeah, he's being himself, whether that's good or bad. I think he's trying to be authentic and trying to find. Right. Trying to find who he is. Yeah. Just for a second. Yeah. What's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Probably a hundred. <laughs> okay. Those I did not have children. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have the, the no precious cargo no in the back. Babes in there. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Virtue or sin. I go virtue. Uh, I like your answer. 
but there's, I don't know. I just, I like that word. I think it's one of those old fashioned words we don't hear enough about sourdough yeah. or wheat, definitely sourdough. And I'd rather cuddle with a baby panda. They just seem fluffy and furry, like a stuffed animal, though, obviously they're real. Lifeguards do tend to be attractive. I don't know if that's like a requirement when they hire them. I don't understand. Uh, one of the seven dwarfs, happy. I would not want to live forever. For dinner tonight, I haven't even gotten that far. I don't even know. That's how far I've gotten with that. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? I'm going to go with a half. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you could do one. I think I could get halfway. <laughs> I really do. Favorite type of tea would be peppermint. And yes, I think reindeers are real creatures because don't they have some in like Alaska or some of those very northern places that look like, you know, Santa's reindeer. So I'm going to say yes. Say something in an Asian language, arogato, I believe is something like thank you. Yes. So we'll go with that. Um, respect for Kanye West. I would say it's mixed. There are certain things I've very, very much respected in terms of being himself and all of that. And then there are you know, there are definitely missteps there that I feel less respect for. 100%. And the fastest speed I've ever driven in a car, I would say would be 95, kind of getting real close to the triple digits. So we're, we're very similar there. Thank you, Elster Blog, for helping us out with these very fun rapid fire questions. Yeah, okay, you. now is our, now we're going to deep dive on the Enneagram. So this is your third test. Yes, ma'am. Let's let's start with some basic results. What what was your did you have a now the thing I okay now we'll go back to the questions when we go farther down because of course I'm I'm jumping ahead because it's so much and it's so great. What was your number one type? Uh protect I was eight. So I'm a protective challenger. So I'm type eight. Your your number, okay. Protective challenger. Yeah, yeah got it. Got protective it. challenger. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And did you have a strong second? Yes, I did. What was your percentage percentage on protective challenger? Seventy four. Okay. Okay. And then, but the entertaining optimist was five <laughs> seven, and that's seventy one percent. So wow. I am three markers away from being either. Wow. That's very close. Very, very, very close. 74, 71. And then what was your third? We'll we'll stop at third. The loyal guardian. Wow. The loyal guardian. Okay. Uh, One thing to to kind of mention here before I give mine is that you, it's, it's known and said that you could be one number at work and a different number at home, which I think is interesting. And and obviously it's not useful if you like weaponize it or hold it against somebody. I mean, really only you should sort of claim your number. And there is a lot of mistyping going on. Each person really does need to take it for themselves. Okay. So mine are um, no surprise to anyone who knows me. (laughs) I I have a tie, a tie for number one, both at 74. Oh, Okay. The moral perfectionist, I believe they're trying to change the name, which is as it should be, because as soon as we hear that word perfectionist, we're like, oh, no, don't put me in that box. And number two, the protective challenger type eight, just like you, 74, 74. So I'm tied for first. My next one at 71%. So again, very close, the investigative thinker. 
Oh, the that investigated is you. thinker. <laughs> that is yeah, you. I, I do like to ponder. I, yeah, I, ponder is a big word for me. So that those are kind of the basic, basic results. And um, let's jump to uh, sort of what we, what struck you as accurate about this or what was the aha moment that you had? That, so the, there's like five words right under the main thing. And so right. mine are assertive, self-confident, intense, big hearted, <laughs> and confrontational. I don't love that. One. <laughs> but that could also mean I'm okay with having a hard discussion or a heavy discussion, but right. it's not. So that's how I'm going to take it. Not that I'm enjoying fighting with other people. Right, right. I think it also, in terms of my knowing you, when I hear that word confrontation, I think, I almost think of uh, kind of a little spin on that or a little pivot on that. And that is you are very confident in your opinions. Right. So you, and you are very willing to share them. And at the same time, you're very respectful of listening to other people. So yeah, that word confrontation, I don't really like that word. No. And I really tried to dig deep for like an hour on this today. But the other words, I feel very strongly. Big hearted, I think I love so intensely. And I think Mm -hmm. I feel so intensely, good and bad. Right. Also good and bad. Um, I know I'm intense. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So I'm I'm a lot. Um, And I I do feel self-confident. I've always been confident. I was a kid and my parents knew that put me in theater right up on stage. Uh, so I, I feel very solid about these words and uh, yeah, I'm happy with the way it came out. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I, I think that that is, it, it's very spot on um, for me. Um, I wrote down the, <clears throat> the core desire and the core longing. I forget okay. the fear and the weakness. Yeah, we can we can deal with that yeah. another time. Yeah. Core desire is having integrity, being okay. good, balanced, accurate, virtuous. There's that word, and right. I I think that can be problematic. I kind of do have a little bent, just a little one. I've, I've been working on it, working on it, and yeah. my core longing, uh, and, and is you are good. My longing, I guess, is to be good. Um, and those are from the one, because when I took the test, even okay. though I was equal parts, one and eight, so moral perfectionist, a protective challenger, it felt that I skewed a little more heavily to the one. So it gave me the information about the one. So I, I thought that was interesting. And I'm going to give a plug to a book that I read, uh, The Road Back to You. Oh, my gosh. I read it after I took this test, and I thought... I mean, it was almost like I was being introduced to myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, particularly, obviously, the chapters in which I identified 185, which we've mentioned what those are. I I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is me. It's that aha thing where you just... Like how this person doesn't even know me. I mean, you know, so it's, it's, it's a very fascinating process. Right. Go through this. Was there anything that didn't feel true to you or that surprised you? Didn't feel true. It's kind of in the core weakness 
fear and longing. Uh-huh. My core longing is you will not be betrayed. Oh. And I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that in you. I know. And so I, because, yeah, I don't, I don't love that. And in the core fear, it's like being weak, powerless, harmed, or controlled. And I, again, I wouldn't say that's my fear. I would say using vulnerability against me for people. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be a betrayal is definitely a huge fear mm-hmm. to be vulnerable and to be honest with people in your life. And then when it's happened, they use that vulnerability against you. Yeah. And not okay. Not okay. And it's happened numerous times. And it's, it's one of those where nobody called anybody out on it, but it stayed with me. And it yes. just, I, I held on to it for too long. Um, so I guess I could use some of those words differently, but but I'm not constantly in fear of being betrayed by the people closest to me. Um, oh, right, exactly. Because yeah. you've, you've been intentional with the people you've had closest right. to you. The core desire was protecting yourself and those in your inner circle. I am Ooh, yeah. very loyal um, to the people in my circle, and I want to always make sure they they don't ever feel judgment. So right. uh, when any of my friends would say something going on in their life, I would always respond with, how do we feel about that? Like, I want to include myself so they know that they're not alone. Oh, my gosh. that I love that question. I'm going to write it down right now. How do we feel about that? That is so good. Because there's oh been times God. where gosh. people have probably said something really difficult and they didn't, you know, always want to make sure there was no judgment on the other side, but there's, you know, I'm in this with you, you know, and checking to see how they are feeling kind of helps you gauge the next part of conversation. The core, yeah, the core weakness is it says excess. And I believe that I love things. I love shopping. I love (laughs) stuff. So that would be a core weakness because at the end of the day, it's stuff, not you know, a relationship, it's not a person. And I, I have a hard time with that. So I would say that's totally a weakness, you know? And so that rings true to you. The X, it's called excess, excess. Okay. Lust. And I don't really, I mean, I understand where they're meaning on that. Gosh. Of like being lustful that doesn't necessarily have a sexual connotation. Right. right. Yes. So I understand what they're saying. So I'm just going to go for the excess. Oh, I, I think that that yeah, that's maybe in some ways a better word, right? Because I think in our culture now, using lust except in a sexual manner is not really, right. and that doesn't really not work. where I am. Yeah, it doesn't really work <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, was there anything that didn't feel true to me or that surprised me? I think I think even though we sort of get it now, the fact that the, being the investigative thinker, no, 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 that's really not. It, it's the number two, the protective challenger. That's the thing that surprised me when I, I did the assessment because, it, and, it, and it also goes in the aha category, like, oh, that's why I'm in there, like, don't talk to him that way or whatever. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to step I mean, I, I, I'm much more respectful now, maybe, than I was perhaps in the past. 
but uh, I, I, f- I feel that sense of, right. ooh, we got to do something about this right now. What can we there's, do? There's a clear right and wrong. And I see that. And that's, I need to make that point. Yes. And this and is it, not okay. Yeah. And it's usually for an individual or uh, an underserved kind of group of people. That's right. kind of, you know, and my ire gets up. I just right. like, oh, that's so unfair. And I said that so much as a kid. Oh my gosh, my mom would be a millionaire if she had a dollar for every time I said something wasn't fair. That's not yeah. fair. And so I see now, oh, I was, that was a part of who I was and am. And I can see now why I have that reaction. And I also remember, again, another plug for this book, The Road Back to You, reading about the eight. And uh, uh, it's a male and a female writer not related to each other. I thought that was a great idea. And yeah. the man is writing about, you know, he something about his daughter or something. And he says, I've learned, don't ever tell an eight what to do. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, yes. I like that. that. I mean, you know, obviously, if I have a, a friend or a family member and they're like, can you do this for me? Of course. But I mean, in, in it's kind of bigger than that. And sort of in general terms, like, I know how to do that. You don't have to tell me how to do that. I already yeah. know that kind of that kind of reaction. I have to work on that, which leads me to the core weakness for the one, which is resentment, repressing anger that leads to continual frustration and dissatisfaction with yourself, others, and the world for not being perfect. I think I've gotten better, definitely gotten better, but sometimes expectations, especially in the past, were just a little too high. And I could, you know, ruminate and kind of just get on the hamster wheel of thoughts. And another person doesn't know I'm feeling resentful. I mean, and it's 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 not even something I'm going to bring up because it's it's typically not an uh, an appropriate place to bring up something. And then every once in a while, I will think of a conversation I had like two years ago, and I will think, "Oh, I I think that person probably really took that wrong. I really I wonder if I should go back and apologize and say." I'm sorry. I was at a bad spot at that time. And I hope you've, you know, forgiven me. And so like two years ago. Right. I think about things like that all the time. <laughs> oh, good. There's another one out there. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I, I said the other day to Greg, I think there's this woman at our, our church who I just don't think likes anymore. And he was like, why would you say that? I was like, it's a feeling I have. He was like, Hillary. I was like, I just, I just, I just feel, and maybe it's, I said something six months ago when we were at this church thing, you know, and he was yeah. like, oh, honey, like, let move forward, you know? <laughs> and doesn't the little kid, the little kindergartner in you want to walk up to her and go, do you like me? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I want her to be honest and that will never happen. Like, I know. I if know. she really doesn't like me, there's never a world where she's going to go, yeah, Hillary, I didn't like you because of that. <laughs> like, and I still don't. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But I think I about it. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, so what was the one thing that you'll think about that you sort of took away from this and will uh, bring with you forward? Um. That I need to work on the excess, the weakness okay. part of it. 
Got it. Because I, I am at a place in my life where I want to hold up the mirror and better myself to be a better example for my kids, yeah. for my sons to see. Um, and that stuff is not important, mm-hmm. um, especially with them having a birthday and then Christmas around the corner. They now like, but we, something we do is we clean out their toys. I don't do it when they're not around. I do it with them because we give them to Goodwill or someone else or the preschool <clears throat> to say that not everybody has all of this, you know, and I want to make sure that they understand gratitude from that point of view. Um, and I shouldn't be constantly thinking about stuff as well. And I know, but, and as we circle back to last week, my <laughs> love language is gifts. So <laughs> <laughs> go figure, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, that's something that will probably stick with me. All the other stuff I kind of knew. I am assertive. I am intense. I do have a big heart, but I would like to work on things more to make my life better, more meaningful, and to be accountable. So I right. think that's the thing I'm going to hold on to. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm reminded that resentment seems to be a natural bent in me and that I just recently read a quote um, that I'm, I'm going to share right now. It, the gal is uh, my Lynn and she, her Instagram is the Asian anxiety coach. And she recently had this post, which I like really, you know, have like the spotlight goes on the quote and you're like, you know, cue the music, like this is yeah. for you kind of a thing because in every vent rant judgment and complaint lies a subconscious belief So it's actually not as external as in that moment we think it is. It's actually more internal. And then she says, and every subconscious belief holds a key to liberation. I just thought for me, that was like, okay, you know what? I'm bent towards this. Right. Let's accept that about yourself. And what is it? What is it about me? Not that person, me in this moment. Let me dig into that a little bit. And then right. if once I dig into it and figure it out a little bit, then I can, I can be free from it. I'm not saying right. it's going to take five minutes. It's probably going to take right. longer, but I, I, I just really knew that was for me. It's something that I've heard so many times and I've said it so many times that when you're in a fight with someone or there's someone is mean or something to you, you've heard, well, it's not about you. It's about them. Yes. But we never turn it around and go, sometimes it is about me. and I made this about me. It's not about them, you know, like, you have to turn that because it's only fair. It's, it's, we're never going to be completely blameless. So right, right, right. be some of that as well. Right, right. Yes, absolutely. So what did you think of this tool? Um, I, I liked it. I would say I liked the Myers-Briggs more. Okay. Um, I, I can, there are some people I've seen a lot on social media that like live and die by their Enneagram number. Right. Um, and they kind of create who they are once they've taken the test and then they know they're an eight, they just almost become an eight more <laughs> um, or whatever it is. Yeah. So I have been hesitant to take this test because it's been so everywhere. Interesting. Because I was like, 
I don't want to be one um, in a weird way. Uh, but I definitely liked it. I can see how there would probably be a lot more questions, a, a test that costs money. You know, there probably is like hundreds of questions. Right. Um, there were some times with this test in particular where it was like this or that. Oh, and yeah. And them weren't either. And I had to pick the lesser of two evils. And that right. didn't love, but I understand why they're doing it because they've dwindled down my other areas. Yeah, you, you got to do something, right? Yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed it, um, but I liked the Myers-Briggs more. I felt uh, me more in that answer than I did this one. Right. Well, that makes I don't sense. know if that's good or bad. But I don't know. It's neither it, one. It's absolutely yeah. neither one. All right. For me, yeah. um, because I had taken the Myers-Briggs probably a few times in much earlier years, um, and I hadn't really revisited it until recently, I think I like the Enneagram more because okay. I felt like um, I once I really understood a little more, and, and I don't live and die by this, any of it. I mean, right. I just find it interesting right. as a way to learn more about yourself. That's the whole point of this. I just found it very interesting that how accurate it felt as I was like reading these assessments, like, oh my gosh, it just felt, I mean, for the most part, just very spot on, which right. I thought was incredible. And then the idea that you actually have all nine types within you, I think is also a very interesting concept. And so yeah. this particular uh, assessment tool, your Enneagramcoach.com that we really like, it shows there are a lot out there, but this one shows you all nine and how your, your percentages and my lowest percentage is 49. So I'm like, like I'm, they're all with from 74 to 49. I mean, they're all just smash in the middle. Did you find that true for you? Yeah. 40% is my lowest. 74 is my highest. The right. lowest is the peaceful mediator. <laughs> Not very peaceful. <laughs> That's my lowest. There we go. No wonder we get along. I know, right? Um, but you're right. It's in a 30% window. Right, right, right. Yes. So oh my that goodness. is interesting. Yes, very. Um, okay, so th this is then concluding our Enneagram uh, episode. Again, really enjoyed learning more about you and more about me. Me too. So next time is our fourth assessment, and that's going to be spiritual gifts. Now, if you want to take this before uh, the next episode comes out, it's spiritual gift test. No, no, no. Let me say it again spiritualgiftstest.com. So you've got a more than one gift, spiritual gifts. I wish I could say that better. Spiritualgiftstest.com, all one word, all one word. So that's the one we're using. And we are, you know, uh, I, this is, I have done spiritual, several spiritual gifts through the years. And I, I, I've not done this one. So I'm very curious to see, how that one turns out. I have and, not done it at all. So oh I am my very gosh. excited. I am super excited for you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, now here's the other caveat I want to give you, which is 
you do not have to be a person of faith or identify as a Christian to take a spiritual gifts tool. While we do, we are so okay with everybody showing up as they are. That's the whole point. So you might find out, you might find something very interesting that really rings true for you. And that's the point of this is to, right. this series is to learn a little bit more about yourself and move forward with that knowledge. And there, there is a, I mean, physically, I don't know about you, Hillary, you can tell me, but I physically, I feel like more expanded when I get this information. I mean, it, it, in my heart, in my mind, I just like, oh, that's this. And oh, that's why. And it digs a little deeper. And yeah. I didn't know there was areas that I could do that. I, I, <laughs> That's so great. I, I I mean, not that I've peaked at 37. <laughs> no, but, you haven't you know, peaked at all. <laughs> but it's nice that there's other areas of like, oh, that is true. Oh, I do feel that. Oh, that's not a great feeling, but that's true for me. So maybe yes. to take another look. Right. Like, yes. And, and the point is, you know, like we've talked about too, not just looking at, oh, that's right. I'm strong in this and I'm great at that. But it's also, right. you know, the, the the underbelly, the part we're maybe not so crazy about to, to be able to claim some of that too. Yeah, I am a little perfectiony. I can't right. even say perfection is. I don't even like that word. No, but no. I, I do bend a little bit that way. Yes, I do bend a little bit towards resentment, much better than I used to be. But, right. you know, that's part of what makes right. me me. That's the point. Totally. That's it. That's totally it's it. It's not all good. All of it's, us not all good. Good. it's not, not all good. It's not all good. But the but idea is to have permission to realize that right. it's okay. You are going to have some not good parts. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to be polished. You don't have to be perfect. Right. That's the point. Yep. All right. Okay. So, again, our test next week, spiritual gifts. Can't wait. Signing, signing off for now. Finding out your predominant number, or numbers in some cases, leaves a blend of intrigue, affirmation, wondering, and uh uh-oh, along with a thirst for further info. I get it. You find out about your strengths, but also your weaknesses, too. That's where the uh uh-oh comes in. Don't you want to be empowered when it comes to showing up in your own life? It takes information to do that well. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. God, you are so good to me. When I look around, I am amazed at how very great you are. I see evidence of your power and love everywhere I turn.
You are worthy to be praised. Today, help me to pause, be still, and notice your greatness. Today, I want to worship you. Amen. And that is from the Bible app. Next week, we'll be looking at spiritual gifts. If you want to do that test before the next episode rolls out, that'll be spiritualgiftstests.com. Make sure to make gifts plural. All right. Today, go on out. Show up fully as yourself. Be unabashed. Be you.